Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. We now know, among other things, that ivermectin is good for the treatment of COVID. This and other facts continue to come out, but you'd think the Biden administration and everyone on the left is not privy to the same factual data that the rest of us are because they continue to push the CV jab along with the upcoming threat of masks, social distancing, and lockdown mandates returning. Now, these things are completely counterproductive to our health and mental well-being. So why do they continue to push these things? Well, we've known for several months at least that one of the ingredients in the CV jab is something called SV40. Now, according to researchers, SV40 is considered a contamination within the CV jab. I've already highlighted in a previous article what SV40 is. It's a simian virus 40, or more specifically, HIV-infected green monkey data, excuse me, DNA. Now, why is that part of the CV jab? Well, the reason is understood in realizing what SV40 actually accomplishes. Sasha Ladipova highlights in her recent article, based on the research and analysis from Kevin McNiernan, that SV40 is truly problematic for human DNA, and the additive itself was not revealed to regulators By Pfizer, listen to this quote, besides being extremely problematic due to large quantities of DNA found in the vials, the most alarming finding was the SV40 promoter in the DNA plasmid sequence. This part was not disclosed by Pfizer to the regulators. Therefore, they encoded a quote unquote stealth gene in the sequence. And this, she says, falls squarely into Air Force's Jason Group definition of a biological weapon, unquote. Now, Ladapova continues by summing up the horrific problem created by Pfizer for humanity with respect to their CV jab. Read this carefully or listen carefully if you're listening to the audio. Pfizer encoded an undisclosed gene into the DNA matrix from which mRNA is being made for COVID injections. Then they left huge amounts of this raw material in the final product. The purpose of this undisclosed component is to ensure that whatever it is attached to is delivered not just into the cell, but into the cell's nucleus where the human DNA resides. Let's remember, however, that humans do not have some sort of central DNA place that can be modified there for the whole body. Human body consists of trillions of cells, each with the nucleus containing DNA, except red blood cells. And the majority of cells in the body are a variety of non-human cells, microbiome, with their own DNAs, unquote. Now, that's interesting. So, shockingly, it appears Pfizer deliberately allowed or put something into the CV jab serum that would purposefully alter people's DNA by ultimately getting into the nucleus of each cell, thereby altering that cell's DNA. So, the question is, why would Pfizer do this? 
what is the purpose behind this? Well, would I be considered a conspiracy theorist if I argued that the purpose appears to be to deliberately destroy human DNA and radically alter it into something that we were not created to be that's, uh, so that we no longer reflect the true image of God? Is that a possibility? Now, we know that the CV jab did not stop people from being infected with CV, nor did it stop transmission to other people as promised. They lied and insisted we had to get the jab in order to return to normalcy in society. We also know that the jab has caused and continues to cause untold health problems from adverse reactions like heart issues, blood clots, and more, to turbo cancers, and ultimately death, though this is all dutifully ignored by the mainstream media and those in power. So how could the inclusion of this component in the jab, the SV40, how could it have been accidental? How could they have not known that this would be problematic? Can anyone honestly state this was all just a very tragic mistake and not intentionally done to modify human DNA and or harm people to the point of death. Can, can anyone say that with honesty? I'm sure some people can say it and they can look you straight in the eyes saying it. But are they being honest? Well, this brings me to the question that I've asked myself repeatedly over the last couple of years. Why is it some people see the problem immediately or saw the problem immediately a few years ago while others didn't and continually fail to see it now, regardless of factual data that's released. Why did some question things from the very beginning? Why is it that our concern and questioning likely saved our health, our life and our human DNA? Why were we able to understand that something was drastically wrong and chose to avoid it at all costs while others seemingly ran directly into death's open door? Additionally, why were so many completely sold on measures taken by the government doing everything that they recommended or mandated to the point that they would harass, berate, and even in some cases physically abuse and assault people who refused to wear masks, for instance. And they also showed their con constant contempt and hatred for those who would not bend the knee to the almighty CV jab that we were wrongly told would keep people from getting or transmitting CV. There is so much there's so much we now know beyond doubt that is still being ignored by many of these same government bureaucrats in the media. Masks do not help, but cause serious harm and may in fact be the actual reason for long COVID. Ivermectin, we were told, was for horses and cows, not for humans, and would not help anyone recover from CV. It was another falsity. And I can only wonder how many people would still be alive today had they been allowed to take that very inexpensive drug. Well, there can only be one reason why society has been told lies and continues being told lies. Satan is the ruler of this world, John 12, 31, 1430, 1611. Though he is not unlimited in power, nor does he possess the ability to see into the future, he still has unfathomable power as far as human beings are concerned. 
But for all his tremendous power and ability, he is still a very finite, created being that is under the confines of God's will, like all of us. Yet in spite of that, Satan has tremendous freedom to do as he will in his efforts to thwart God's plans and make himself equal with God. So we know from Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28 that Satan fell because of his hubris. He thought he was all that. And though God created Satan, Satan convinced himself he would recreate himself to become equal with God. It says here, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the, t- on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. That was Isaiah 14, 13 through 14. So how did Satan choose to literally begin to change himself into God? Well, clearly the best way was to take over and control the very creation that God Almighty created from nothing. And this is what Satan endeavored to do, which brought about his own fall from grace to become God's enemy and humanity's. And if he could control, if Satan could control what God created, well, he was then well on his way to becoming equal with God. So after Satan's fall, we see in Genesis 3 that he begins his assault on earth and its inhabitants, including the two people who were literally created in God's image by God himself, not to mention the serpent. Satan had already caused massive problems in the heavenly realms by causing one-third of the angels to follow him in their rebellion against God. What was left was to gain control of earth and humanity. Now, I'm sure he thought it would be a cinch, and it did look like that at first, but Satan's hubris and limited vision failed to help him understand God's far deeper plans. Satan simply was not aware of what would transpire by setting certain things in motion. He had no clue. Would you agree with me that from the beginning, it has been Satan's design to completely destroy what God created, thereby recreating what God had created in his, Satan's, own image? So as Satan learned in Genesis 3, God had a heretofore unknown plan to redeem humanity. And the creation itself after the fall, Satan then began to understood and understanding his own short-sightedness, which I'm sure shocked him. Yet he didn't stop. He simply pushed on with greater resolve, trying to look at things from 40,000 feet, but still failing miserably. Satan was not aware until after the fall that causing Adam and Eve to sin and rebel against God was not the end of God's creation, nor was it Satan's road to equality with God. Satan quickly learned that the process of dethroning and demoralizing God would take a great deal of time to occur. And since Satan knows scripture, he also knows that in spite of what he throws at God, he will not win. This fuels Satan's anger and hatred that much more toward humanity, to the point that Satan will do whatever he can to take as many human beings with him to the lake of fire as possible, to keep them from receiving God's free gift of salvation. This is pure vindictiveness on Satan's part, and it is no wonder why so many people evidence this same trait often. 
it is satanic. Now, the Pfizer CV jab that has introduced the HIV-infected green monkey DNA into the human cellular structure that ultimately changes human DNA to something other than what God created or intended it to be seems to be here forever. And is it safe to say that the people who have taken that jab ultimately become a human variant themselves, something less than human. They're not better. They're worse off. They are changed to their genetic core. They are not what God created or intended humanity to be. They become something far less, and it appears to be irreversible. Now, we have many Christian friends and some family members who willingly took the jab. They thought it was important to do that, so they did. They ignored any doubts or conjecture that might have steered them away from the jab. And in some cases, they literally believed Jesus would take the jab out of, quote unquote, love. So they should do the same to serve and to love their fellow human. Well, we've highlighted in past articles scriptures that describe the end of the end times and the attitude of people that will rise to the surface during this time. And it's not pretty. In fact, it's downright ugly and showcases the fact that critical thinking skills will seem to simply disappear from society. People will be so caught up in mob mentality and peer pressure that they will not be able to logically conclude truth for themselves, but instead will be borne along by their feelings, which will always steer us wrong. Almost always. I'm appalled, frankly, that so many seemingly lost or may never have the ability to look at critically at situations and determine truth. I find myself developing an attitude that some would argue is not loving. You know, you watch people who have played Russian roulette, who die suddenly or develop turbo cancers or terrible adverse reactions out of the blue. And it happens so often that you lose the ability to feel for them because the cognitive dissonance in them is so entrenched. Repeatedly seeing terrible things occur to people's health with the same shocking reaction to it that society exhibits, yet there's no understanding of truth, it tends to make you numb. So to sum up, Pfizer kept from regulators and therefore the public the SV40 HIV infected green monkey DNA included in the jab. They kept from us the ability to understand that SV40 has the ability to get into the cell's nucleus to forever change DNA at the cellular level in people. There appears to be no possible good stemming from the inclusion of SV40. The results? Severe adverse effects including cancers and death are occurring. Satan hates God and humanity as we were created in God's image, and he wishes to destroy us. Satan obviously works through human agents to accomplish his goals in this realm. Things will severely worsen as we approach the culmination of all things. And the final nail on the coffin is the ultimate and final mark of the beast, Revelation 13, that all of this is pointing toward and leading up to. I wish I had good news. I wish I had a way to make folks see the truth, but not even Jesus could do that. And at times, 
when he was able to help people see the truth, he couldn't force them to accept it. As an example of the rich young ruler in Mark 10, 17 through 27. Well, folks, keep the faith. Keep pressing on toward the prize of the high calling we have in Christ Jesus. Look to him in faith. Do everything you can to strengthen your faith in him. Try not to be taken in by the lies of this world or the reactions of those who are caught up in the lies of this world. Just look through it all and seek him. And I pray that until we meet again, God would help you understand the blessings that you have in him. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 